Hello, and welcome to the Impact Your Fitness Podcast, a part of the Think Fit, Be Fit Podcast Network. My name is Jennifer Schwartz, and today I want to talk to you about stretching misconceptions. And if you're new here, welcome. We have a lot of content on an intellectual approach to exercise that you won't find anywhere else on YouTube or really the internet. (laughs) And for those of you who are already binging on this content, thank you so much. We would love to hear from you. And I'm so honored to help you be more invested in your fitness process. Our episode today is another episode on the nuances of flexibility and stretching. I have no shortage of things to say and teach on this subject. So I thought a great episode, today's episode, would just give a short nod and summary to some of the biggest misconceptions that I've come across in my 12 years as a muscle activation technique specialist and neuromuscular therapist and strength and conditioning coach. Also, if you'd love to have this in a PDF form, we have a new download available on my in my online store. It's free. And guess what? It's about muscle tightness, explaining muscle tightness and explaining why you might not be responding to stretching. Please see the show notes to download your copy today. One of the objectives of this show is to share information that I discuss with my clients that what sparks the conversation and sparks their change. I think this will help my clients currently and this knowledge I'm sharing on this podcast. And I also want this practical knowledge to be a free service to the many, many people suffering with joint discomfort, joint pain, and of course, those who are experiencing lame or unfruitful exercise. So you now know my plan to heal the world or just show you that your body is regenerative and self-healing and Getting fit is a really fun adventure when you look at the details and you play with them. Part of any healing or self-growth process requires some shedding. And sometimes this sucks. I'm saying this because I've had these conversations about minimizing stretching in our Virginia studio. And these conversations are either met with relief or grief. And in a few instances, there is a more intellectual response that questions why and how we do, why do we do the stretching if it's not helpful? And how do we know what's best? That last person is one of the main inspirations for this podcast because I find that's the way to the most fruitful exercise. And either way, this like cookie crumbles, there's a lot of possibilities once you leave something behind that wasn't working. It's hard to leave this stuff behind, even if it's not good for us. I can think of so many examples of this in my personal life. This is especially true when we learn our self-care routines with a connection to coping. When I found the answer to my joint limitations and tightness, I was both relieved and sad. I had an extremely spiritual phase 
with kundalini yoga and vinyasa flow yoga. And it was incredibly healing. And I really needed that to happen in my life, my timeline. That's I truly believe that. So no regrets. This period had really served its purpose. And I had these moments of grief leaving it behind when I learned that neuromuscular strengthening was the way for me to address my knee issues. And that overstretching my hamstrings in especially like a flow yoga class may be detrimental to that process. That was a sad kind of moment for me. I got over it quickly because I much preferred feeling good, you know. So I found spiritual outlets other ways than, you know, using the yoga studio. And so I've seen clients express something similar with emotions when I tell them to leave behind stretching routines like yoga for just a temporary period while we reconfigure the body's tension, the neuromuscular control, and the neuromuscular strength. The key word is temporary and also notable, it is a process. So the, you know, the variables of control and working through those in a process is important. The entire process of respecting a new solution is what a lot of people are, you know, interested in. And it's very different from what anyone else offers um, around here anyways. And it's a relief. So, you know, it's, you know, it's just one of those things, right? And being temporary is important because I don't like telling people to pause on something they enjoy. And this entire process is about giving people freedom, not locking themselves into a lifelong contract with meds or a permanent joint change like a replacement or you know, a permanent spot on your calendar for a chiropractic adjustment. Uh, going back to yoga can be part of my client's plan. And also there's you know, wisdom that comes with you know, making a clear choice and being grounded in the process and the outcome that you desire, right? Oh, I've said this many times before, holding the vision for yourself to be a person with a lot of choices and moving and not being like stuck into a box or worse, like stuck into tightness and feeling restriction through your body. So I'm in awe of everybody's ability to change and in awe of everybody's ability to accept their process. So with all that pep talk, (laughs) thank you for being here with the pep talk. Let's talk about these misconceptions. And these are things I've just heard throughout the years on the field, in the training room, in the weight room. And because this is a short form podcast, I'm not going to get so into the details here. I am just going to share these and provide a little bit of context and maybe a thought or two. And that's it. There is so much more flexibility, stretching, and neuromuscular strength content to dive into if you have more questions and are just hungry for more info. So let's get started. Okay, the first misconception is that stretching before a workout is a good way to warm up. 
That is a, uh, you know, I feel like that comes from like the gym, you know, class days where we all get in a circle and like touch our toes and count. And then, you know, a lot of people just carried that into adulthood, not thinking things need to change. So it's just, and you know, if you feel like you need to unravel muscle tightness before a workout, there's so many other ways to do this um, because, and I say this because sometimes stretching a muscle can create less force output for those areas that you stretched. And sometimes that can be a disservice to your exercise. Sometimes this doesn't happen. All I'm saying is that across the board, this is not a good piece of advice. Second one, the widespread belief that, you know, we can just stretch our hamstrings and our chest muscles and we will just like correct posture and like rounded shoulders. I have not seen a real life case study of someone who was able to stretch their shoulders out of a rounded position. And the rounded position is talked about all the time over all over the internet because of our the way that we look at our phones, which I think that whole entire <laughs> uh, statement, the idea that text neck is, you know, bad for us. I think that whole thing is baloney. Maybe we can talk about that another time. But I will say, I just don't know that, I don't know anywhere that this has actually happened. I don't know anyone that has stretched their shoulders to correct rounded shoulders. Um, so... But the thing that really doesn't make sense about this is that it, the rib cage and how the rib cage is postured and the forces around that and the pressure through the rib cage and the diaphragm are just so much more important. And the focus of how we help people with rounded shoulders um, get more out of their exercise. And there's just no stretching involved. So I've basically helped people kind of correct rounded shoulders without doing any stretching. So I'll just put, I'll just leave it like that. I think it's a misconception that we can just do that. Um, and it's just such random advice on, from the internet. <laughs> so the third one, the assumption that one can just isolate a stretch to one area of the body. That's not true. Um, an extreme stretch would be like the shoulder dislocating. That is certainly not an isolated event. You like just stretching the pec, you're redist trying to redistribute tension. So naturally you just can't do this in one part of the body because the whole the whole entire chain of muscles and connective tissue and collagen and fascia it's all connected. So I just don't think you can stretch one thing and it be isolated. Uh, fourth one, one of my faves, that stretching can elongate muscles and the IT band. Look, stretching has been shown to elongate muscles. However, it takes hours, maybe months of stretching to get a little bit of elongation and it doesn't really stay there. So... It's very temporary. So, 
you know, it's not a huge misconception on this list of misconceptions, but it is a misconception in that it's not going to permanently change muscles um, unless you like hurt your joint. Um, so I just, I, I have trouble with that um, whole idea. The IT band can't really elongate that. The IT band is so strong. And in some cases, in a, a few studies, they've been able to measure the strength of the IT band. And they can only do this from cadaver specimens because it's so embedded in the body actually in the bone, in the femur, that there's no way to isolate it for um, some kind of tensile strength test. And the tensile strength of the IT band is comparable to soft steel. So that means that you could tow something with the IT band. If we removed it from a cadaver specimen and hitched it to a truck, it is strong enough to pull something from that truck. So the idea that you're elongating it and changing that structure is kind of silly. Not kind of, it is silly and ridiculous. And I just wish that myth would go away that you can just like stretch and elongate the IT band. I got two more. That... The high, there, it, it's always desirable to have a high degree of mobility. Like, it's all like for some reason, everybody has like this idea that all joints should have a lot of mobility around it. And that is not a fair assumption to hold for ourselves or for your clients because everybody's different and anatomy and structure really do dictate how these joints move. I did a whole episode on that. It's called, it's about intra-joint movement. I think it's number like four or five. We'll put it in the show notes. And then I think this is the number one misconception. This is the biggest one. That tightness is not from a lack of stretching. And that last reason is really why I put this whole series together and put the guide together the PDF that I mentioned earlier because there are so many possibilities for underlying causes for muscle tightness. They can be anything from stored emotions or unprocessed emotions to a influx of acetylcholine creating a monster muscle contraction that you can't get rid of. That's like a knot. That's one theory on trigger points. There's dehydration. There's muscle imbalances from nearby joints or far away joints. There's many a times where I have worked on clients that have pain in their ribs, in their shoulders, even their neck, and have found muscle imbalances through their knees and ankles that are related to the tightness that they feel. And I know that because once we address the muscle imbalances, they feel less tightness. So there's some type of relationship there. I don't have the explanation, nor do I have the time to share my theories on this in this short form podcast, but it's something I've pondered a lot. And I explain it more in the previous episode, in episode 11. And 
also in the guide that I'm offering you for free. And I would love to just say thank you for opening your mind to the possibility that the internet is wrong and that random exercise and body advice is below you. There's always room for generic advice to get people off the couch and get them moving and get them stacked after, you know, with their first three months of consistent exercise, right? That's the place for the random internet advice. When you're fit, when you're refining your process, when you're getting older, uh, when old injuries are settling in, your advice has to come from the internal kind of compass and internal authority that your body is your body and you want to have a specific and tailored plan for you. While it's great to have so many choices in exercise, I hope you make great decisions with knowledge about your body, anatomy, and from a place of gratitude for being able to choose between, you know, exercising one way or the other. Thank you for wanting to know more about your body and become your fittest self. I love it. A vibrant fitness enthusiast. The Impact Your Fitness podcast is a free subscription and is a part of the Think Fit, Be Fit podcast network. Until our next episode, remember, random stretching advice is probably outdated and you have every right to question it. So go for it. Check out the show notes to learn more about the resources for this episode, my newsletter, courses, and studio in Alexandria, Virginia. Thanks again and have a great workout.